Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Now, Fox League have kindly announced what they think are teams' premiership windows going into 2024 and beyond. Um, they've released pretty much every team on this article, so we're going to be going through all of those and then giving our two cents what we think uh, are each club's premiership windows as well. So uh, let's have a look at the analysis and then we'll take a look at the predicted premiership window. Uh, the first teams we are going to do, you know what, let's just play it by ear and then we'll figure out how many teams we're going to do uh, depending on how long it takes for me to do each team. Uh, so we'll start off with the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, the analysis says the Broncos missed a golden point opportunity to win a premiership after opening their title window ahead of schedule in 2023 before blowing an unblowable lead in the decider to lose 26-24 to the Panthers. They will have more. Move, they will have to move quickly to taste premiership success with a number of young stars in the line uh, for considerable contract upgrade, uh, upgrades, which will put pressure on the salary cap. Most notably, Reese Walsh and Ezra Mam. The Broncos are uh, the Broncos also made Payne Haas one of the highest paid forwards in the game with his one million dollar a season contract extension. Another issue for Brisbane will be replacing representative stars Tom Flegler and Herbie Farnworth, who were crucial to their charge to the 2023 decider, while halfback and skipper Adam Reynolds is in the twilight of his career. Kevy Walters' side on paper is a consistent top four team, but they will need to win a premiership in the next two years before their title calibre side is potentially ripped apart by the salary cap and key retirements. Not a bad little anal- analysis there by Fox League. It's p- some of their better work just quietly. Uh, premiership window is 2024 and 2025. Now, look at the premiership window there, 2024, 2025. By 2025, potentially you'd have Adam Reynolds retiring from the game. Uh, currently, Adam Reynolds, I believe he's 34. At the moment, Adam Reynolds' age, age, Jesus Christ, can't even get it up. 33 years old. Um, So, yeah, by then he'll be 35. I, yeah, look, it's a very interesting one for me. I think that he could play beyond 35, but I don't think his body is going to allow him to play beyond 35. So let's just assume by 2025, Adam Reynolds retires. Now, they haven't really got anyone other than Ezra Mam and potentially Jock Madden to take over the number seven going forward after Adam Reynolds. I think that would mean they would have to blood um, Jock Madden as of now. Maybe potentially that meaning, uh, you know, in 2025, they play him at 14 and Adam Reynolds last year. Uh, and, you know, sort of blood him into that number seven jersey or even the number six. And Mam goes into the number seven. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, looking at this side, Reese Walsh, yes, he is probably going to be getting a contract upgrade. I believe he's on 600K right now. Reese Walsh contract. Let's have a look, actually. A Reese Walsh contract. If he's on anything under 
Um, 600, I think that's going to be massive. Uh, the Broncos are reportedly in talks to extend star duo Reese Walsh and Ezra Mam on a $5 million package deal which would see them at the club until 2027. So, yeah, they're going to be on the big bucks for sure. For sure, they'll be on the big bucks, uh, as it says here. Um, yeah, paying Harson a million dollars a year as well. You'd imagine they won't be able to keep some of the younger guys around this spine and around some of the main guys as well. Uh, you'd think that your Jordan Rickies, your Kurt Capewells, um, some of those guys you know, would have to be on considerably considerably lower contracts to stay at the Broncos as well. I think it's a pretty fair assumption, to be honest, when you're looking at it like that for the Broncos. I think that the premiership window 2024-2025 is, I, I guess, fair enough uh, when you look at the next few years for them as well. Uh, so, yeah, I would agree. 2024-2025 uh, would be their premiership window for me as well. Uh, the next team they talk about here is the Canberra Raiders. Let's have a look at this analysis. It says four years on from being their last grand final appearance in a 2019 loss to the Roosters. The Raiders, sorry, look set for a rebuild before their premiership window opens again. Their best and most influential player in 5'8", Jack Whiten, has left to join the Rabbitohs, opening a huge hole in their halves. Jamal Fogarty is a solid first-grade halfback, but with Whiten gone and untested youngster K.O. Weeks said to partner him in the halves, he will need to take more ownership of the team in attack. Canberra's strength has always been their forwards, and they still have a formidable pack uh, and some exciting young guns in the outside backs. Uh, But premierships are won by playmakers, and at this stage, the Raiders don't have the halves to take them to the promised land anytime soon. Should Ricky Stewart hang up his coach's whistle in the coming seasons, it might be time for a rebuild at the Green Machine. Not a bad take yet again here from Fox League. I would say that it's not solely won. Uh, Premierships aren't solely won by playmakers. I think forwards can be a big part of a team's success. I mean, you look at the grand final we just had with the Panthers v. the Broncos. Uh, If it wasn't for Fisher-Harris and Leota coming back onto the field, uh, the Penrith Panthers wouldn't have had the go forward they would have had. uh, And Cleary wouldn't have been able to do what he was able to do in that last 20 minutes of the game, respectfully. Um, And especially with an MCL or PCL injury that he carried for the back end of the game, it would have been a lot harder for him to get in his mojo without those forwards, uh, you know, really getting some go forward through the middle for him. Um... So, yeah, look, I mean, as I said, not totally won by playmakers, but they definitely are a big part. And I think that Jack Whiten leaving the club, I think that it is going to be a little while before they can get much success. Um, You know, know, with the halves, it takes a long time for halves to gel. Uh, And I'm keen to see how long it takes for Kyle Weeks and Jamal Fogarty to gel. Kyle Weeks can be very off the cuff. Um, You know, obviously came into the grades as a fullback, I believe. Uh, and played a bit of fullback as well, as well as hooker, um, you know, for Manly. And he's played a little bit in the halves, but not too much. Um, You know, he has put on a little bit of size from the photos that I've seen of him in the Raiders kit. So, look, I mean, I'm keen to see how KOX goes. I think he could be a pretty much younger replica of a Jack Whiten. 
Um, I think that he's got a lot of skill, and once these two gel, I think that they can be very exciting and play some very exciting football. And I think it is a very, very good combination. But I do agree um, with the fact that, um, you know, Jamal Fogarty, he will need to take a, um, a little bit more ownership um, of his team in attack um, and, and sort of take the reins a little bit more. I do agree with that here from Fox Lee. Um, you know, Canberra's strength has been its forwards. I agree with that as well. Um, they have got great forwards, Josh Papali'i, Joseph Tarpane, uh, you know, and Corey Horsburgh. Something they didn't include here is by 2027-2028, we could even see um, both Joey Tarpane and Josh Papali'i retired from the game completely. Um, so it'll be even harder for them to get to that point and get into, you know, that premiership window. By 2027-2028. So, um, yeah, look, I mean, I, I think it's a fair premiership window. I think it is going to take a few years before they can get back there. Um, keep in mind that Jordan Rappin is going to be retired by that point as well. So they're pretty much going to have to have blooded their young guns uh, and, and really sort of settled in as well as a footy side and, and completely gelled from 1-17 to 17 as well. Um, before they can get to that point as well. But again, look, I mean, 2027, 2028, I think is fair. When you take all of the factors into account, I think it is a fair little premiership window there for them. Uh, the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, let's have a look at their uh, little analysis here. Cameron Serrado's first year in charge saw the Bulldogs go from 12th to 14th on the ladder, and their defence was shambles at times in some heavy blowout losses. Given he signed a five-year deal, Serrato will be given time to turn things around. But at this rate, Canterbury won't be challenging for premierships until the final year of his deal at the earliest. Uh, Stephen Crichton is an excellent signing, but it remains to be seen if he can make the fullback position his own and the club close uh, lost arguably their best outside back in Jake Avarillo to the Dolphins. I do agree with that, to be honest. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, the club has bought Bronson Sherry, Blake Taff, Jermaine Salmon, and Josh Curran to the club, but none of these signings will equal dramatic improvement uh, on their own. With Luke Thompson and Savita Pangai Jr. moving on, the Bulldogs have massive holes in their pack, and until they fill them with a player of of the calibre of Adam Fenor Blake and address the their sloppy defence, uh, they won't be able they won't be playing finals, uh, let alone winning a premiership anytime soon. Rough, wrecked by Fox League there, Canterbury, absolutely wrecked. Um, let's go through this so. Uh, yes, they have recruited Bronson Sherry, Blake Taft, Jermaine Salmon, Josh Curran. They've also re- recruited Drew Hutchison, um, you know, Kurt Mann, Jake Turpin, and Pawasa Famusili as well. So it answers some questions in the forward. They have somewhat replaced uh, Luke Thompson, Tavita Pangai Jr. Definitely not to their caliber, but they've definitely, you know, put players in positions. They do need more forwards for me um, coming off the bench. They do need more forwards generally in terms of depth as well. Uh, they've also lost Franklin Pele um, to Hull, I believe. So, um, you know, they have got spots they need to fill going into next year. Um, yeah, but more forwards is definitely something that they do need going into next season as well. They definitely do need. Um, they do need an added Blake in their forward pack 
getting Adam Fanula Blake, obviously in 2025, uh, would be absolutely massive for the Bulldogs. It'd be a massive, massive signing. He would be huge for them as well. And I think he'd be enough to get them across the line. I think he's a, a, a front rower of his calibre is pretty much all they really need as well as to, as I, as I said here, address their sloppy defence. Um, you know, I think that those two things are, you know, the big things that will get Canterbury over the line. Now, it has got the same premiership window as the Canberra Raiders, 2027-2028. And again, I'm probably going to have to agree with that as well. Uh, and let's go through one more team and then we'll go through the rest in another podcast. Uh, the Cronulla Sharks. The Sharks have one uh, of the most settled roost, uh, rosters. I was about to say settled roosters. Settled rosters in the NRL with only Wade Graham retiring in 2023 and no new signings for 2024. I actually find that a little bit concerning, but again, we'll address that uh, after reading this. However, given their performances in the first two seasons under Craig Fitzgibbon, it remains to be seen if they have the pieces to go all the way. Uh, Fitzgibbon enters the final year of his deal looking to fix the Sharks' inability to beat top eight teams consistently uh, and their penchant penchant of late-season fade-outs. Uh, I've never heard of that word in my life. You know, they'll learn something new every single day. Their pension, eh? Uh, for late season fade outs. Uh, the Sharks have all the weapons to be successful with Nico Hines driving the ship and the Sharks players like CSC Vitalikai and Will Kennedy out wide. But there are doubts about their forward pack's ability to match the top teams come finals time. Uh, the club have been waiting for players to step up and fill the void left by the retirements of some of their great players in Paul Gallen, Luke Lewis, Andrew Favita, and now Wade Graham. Uh, if the Sharks forwards don't start firing, Fitzgibbon might have to go to the open market and to get the players to go all the way. Now, it's got 2024 to 2026. I think they can win finals and win the grand final, get into a grand final over the next few years. I actually think the answer to that is Braden Trindle going into seven uh, and and Nico Hines sort of sitting back a little bit and playing in the number six and just being able to, you know, play his footy. Yes, he can still take the reins in this side, uh, but let Braden Trindle steer the ship a little bit more like he did at the back end of the year and just play some really silky, classy football. I think that would be great for Nico Hines uh, and his football as well. I think he could suit the number six a little bit better uh, than the seven. I think we even saw that a little bit in the World Cup when he did come on and play in the 5-8 role uh, alongside DCE. Set up that beautiful try for Cameron Murray as well. Um, so, yeah, look, I don't mind um, if Nico Hines goes to the six. Let's just go through this entire analysis and, and really um, go through uh, most of the things that they've said. So, yes, uh, a big part of their inability for success is their late-season fade-outs and the fact that they can't really beat top eight sides. The fact that they get into the top eight um, is determined on whether they beat the lower sides and that's what gets them into finals and that's what's got them into finals over the past two years. But they haven't been able to beat top eight sides consistently, which has been a real problem for them. And now that you mention it as well, well, now that they mention it, uh, they haven't really filled the void of Paul Gallen, Luke Lewis, Andrew Fafita, and now Wade Graham. 
uh, especially on that left edge with Teg Wilton. He still has a long way to go to be a really top-notch uh, back rower. I rate him highly. I think he can do that, but he still has a long way to go. I do agree uh, with what this article is saying. They haven't really replaced some of these key guys, um, especially Paul Gallum through the middle and his intensity there through the middle. They haven't really been able to replace that. Um, getting some mongrel front rowers over the offseason, I think, is definitely something that the Sharks uh, need to get. And just, you know, you know, building up the, I guess, hyping up the forwards more and getting them to be more aggressive. The front rowers they have at the moment, like Braden Hammond, ULA, um, you know, like Oregon Kafusi, some of the younger front rowers as well, like Jack Williams in this side, just getting them to be a, a, bit, a little bit more aggressive and, um, you know, to play like an Andrew Fafita or a Paul Gallon uh, with their intensity and their aggress- aggression and attack as well, I think. Um, would be a big thing for the Sharks, just getting those guys to become uh, animals through the middle and on the edges as well for the back rowers. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, it, it has been their uh, inability to beat top eight sides that has let them down, and it's something they really do need to improve on if they want to be a premiership contender, like it says here in this window of 2024 to 2026. I actually think that's a fair window, to be honest. I really do. Because um, you do forget, Nico Hines is 28 now. Nico Hines' age, he's 27. So he'll be 28 halfway through the year. Um, you know, he's getting into the prime of his football as well. Uh, by 2030, he might even be close to retirement. So, um, you know, you're getting the peak years of Nico Hines. You've just got to uh, be able to beat those top eight sides and take the footy to the next level because they've played some decent football, but they haven't been able to go to that next level yet for me. And that's been the difference between beating top eight sides and and being in the position they are now. So uh, taking up the intensity uh, at which they play with, going to that next level, uh, injuries has hurt them um, this past this season past. Obviously, Will Kennedy being a big one of those, being injured and being suspended uh, uh, for part of the year as well. Um, but, you know, limiting suspensions, limiting injuries uh, is going to be a big part of their success as well. But main part, building uh, a side which can beat those top eight sides and then obviously upping the intensity in attack and defense, going to that next level is going to be a big thing for Cronulla as well. Um, the next side we're going to go through is the Dolphins. Uh, and then there's obviously a few slides after that as well in the next podcast. Uh, but yeah, we'll do around four or five sides per uh, podcast for, you know, these uh, Fox Leagues uh, premiership windows, ratings and analysis. Uh, I'm really enjoying these and I hope you do too. One.